Welcome to Gotta Cast Em All, the foul entertainment Pokemon podcast. Yes, it still exists. And today we're going to be looking at new Pokemon Snap. We've only waited 21, 21 years, I want to say, 21 years. I'm still Mike, by the way. And I'm still down. I feel like it is 21 years, right? Did you own the original on N64? I've never owned an N64, so my experience with Pokemon Snap is incredibly limited. Um... So I'm just double checking. It came out here in the year 2000. So yes, 21 years of waiting. Bloody um, hell. Yeah. So yeah, I I have basically no experience with the original one, other than I think I played it for maybe 10 minutes at someone's house who did own an N64 before saying, "Can't we just play Pokemon Stadium instead?" Um, mm. So yeah, this is a entirely new experience for me. That's interesting. Um... Because I, I have a big history with this. I did own an N64. I, I had an N64 and a PS1. So you might, I'm what you might call incredibly spoiled. Um, I had Stadium. I liked Stadium. I didn't think it was great. I actually preferred the mini games over the battling. I found the battling to be really slow compared to the the, um, the Game Boy games at the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas Snap was like it, it, it scratched an itch. I didn't know I had much like I mean. I'm talking years later down the line, in much the same way when Stardew Valley came along, I was like, oh, I didn't realise I was into a farming game. Like, <laughs> this is much the same. It's like, I didn't know I wanted a game where you do nothing but take pictures of Pokemon and agitate them with fruit. Mm-hmm. And yet, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was one of my favourites on the N64. It was annoying when they um, they brought it to the virtual console. And it was just as the Wii U was like dying on its ass and nobody cared. So I kind of thought this was going to be a completely dead franchise. And, and then all of a sudden, the, Nintendo on the absolute power move that they're doing with the Switch decided, yeah, we're, we're just going to let uh, Bandai Namco make a sequel. And here it is. And people have, didn't think we'd be getting this. And yet it's yet it's here. And it's really good. Uh, well, we'll get into it, obviously. Um, yeah, so... This released at the end of April, so this might be a little bit late compared to what you'd expect. However, we are not professional game reviewers. We do not get review mm-hmm. copies. We do not. We have to get through the game manually, and we didn't really want to make comment on the game until both of us had seen the credits, which has now happened. Um, yeah, thankfully. <laughs> that was entirely on me. Just FYI, yeah, Mike finished this pretty comfortably. I think in a week you had seen credits. Yeah, I, I hit the credits in a week. Whereas I saw credits uh, last night. Uh, so, oops. Um, <laughs> my bad. But we got there. Um, we got there in the end. So we can give it a proper and complete review. Because you, you're right. I didn't want to jump in without giving the game uh, a chance to show me everything it had before I kind of made my judgment. But um, I know you, you, you've already kind of already shown your hand. But I, I'm led to believe that you think this is a decent game. Uh let's put it this way right now it's the best game of the year and i don't think there's much that's going to dethrone it i i know it's trading on nostalgia a lot and that is something that pokemon does given the age of the franchise which is a weird thing to say out loud but you know it is over 20 years old now so yeah i take it with take what i say with a pinch of salt when i'm criticizing the the gameplay a little bit later you can kind of understand where i'm coming from a bit more but i think this is 100 percent a worthy sequel i really enjoyed my time with it i didn't have much negative to say so don't expect too much negativity from me um i think it's a gorgeous looking game i think it the the sound design is also pretty great um yeah i i i'm really happy this is exactly what i wanted i got the game i expected so i'm super happy with that Darren, you have no history with Pokemon Snap. As your first experience, what's your thoughts? Surprisingly quite mixed, I think. Hmm. I... There's points in this game that really work. Um, when it all kind of comes together, especially when you do a level for the first time, it's fantastic. Because you're just, oh my god, there's that. Oh my god, there's that. Do this, do that. And the kind of possibilities open to you. 
I think it took me so long to get to the credits because I found, especially once you've been on every island once, the kind of the grind almost of the 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 late game didn't really work for me because mechanically there's a lot that annoyed me about this game. Mm. Um, like I know it's kind of built to be this exploration thing it's like a a rube goldberg machine of like you hit one thing that will cause this to happen and then this happens and this happens this happens but i feel like its control system kind of holds it back from being super enjoyable on that front just because there's there's a little bit of jank to what you need to do sometimes and i found that quite irritating yeah, I, I think mechanically and in terms of pacing in the mid to late game, there's something to be said. But like I say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be coming out of this more positive than Darren. So let's start um, with, I think we can start with the thing that we kind of gleaned immediately from the trailers, which is, Jesus Christ, this game looks good. It, it is really a does. beautiful fucking game. And... And it, it kind of shows up the main series a little bit, which is why I'm continuing to be optimistic yet slightly worried about Legends Arceus because we saw that that had that when well, it has more scope than this. Obviously, it has more mm-hmm. scope than any of the games, but it had frame rate issues at the arse. It wasn't particularly great in terms of its lighting, whereas I think this has the exact opposite of that. It's like, yes, it's a more limited experience because you've only got so many routes to go down and so many um, locations to render. But in that, it's really atmospheric. I think the lighting is really good. I think they've somehow made better 3D models for each of the Pokemon than the main series did. Yep. And... Overall, I think graphically, yeah, it does only max out at 1080p because it is still a Switch game. But it's 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 a lovely thing to look at, especially like you say, as you're going through each route for the very first time, and you're getting like, for example, I mean, the one that stands out to me is like when everything goes to nighttime levels, hmm. and all of a sudden everything has a very very different atmosphere, especially on the second island, which is where the jungle levels are. Yeah. Um, and it, I was like, this is genuinely like more pleasing to look at than some of the current gen titles. And I think that the art style, the art style, style, I can't get my words out. The art style really lends into that. It does. I think because they've got to deal with a lot less mechanically in terms of. So, so compare this to what that has to do with Sword and Shield and the amount of like game engines and game mechanics that are going on behind the scenes there to help everything run they haven't got that here and particularly because it is on a fixed track they we have a few branching pathways for it they really can like focus in on making everything look as good as it possibly can um it, it tops it i think it's 200 pokemon is that about right uh, I'm not sure sure the exact number, but I, th- I think it's more towards 250. I am going to double check that now. Lovely. Um, so, I mean, that is, uh, well, right now, that's only a quarter of all Pokemon they could have had. So they can take their time to make those models exactly, you know, looking as great as they could do, which is kind of the argument they, they made with Sword and Shield when they didn't have the full national decks in there. They said, well, if you want them to look better... We can't render every single Pokemon in every single game. We wanted to make it slightly more focused so that all Pokemon that do appear, outside of the legendaries which kind of, you know, have to appear in every game, it all feels authentic to the region. And no more so is that evident than in, you know, the next Pokemon game we've got being New Pokemon Snap, in which every Pokemon feels completely correct in its own environment. Nothing really feels out of place you presume they picked pokemon well obviously they had to put pikachu in there somewhere and eevee and some of the mascot pokemon like all the kanto starters are in here yeah but other than that you feel they picked them because they were like oh no that is that is a the habitat that this pokemon would appear in and here's some ideas for fun interactions you could have with that pokemon in that environment so that just leads itself to this being Probably in terms of scope, the smallest Pokemon game we've had for a while, but then that also means that they can spend a lot more time making it pretty. This is true. Uh, the total number of Pokemon is 214. That's how many right. you can see in this game. So, yeah, just over 200. You were correct. Um, 
it is actually a, a huge improvement over the original Pokemon Snap because that didn't even have all of the original 151. I think that topped out at around 65, something like right. that. Uh, which, you know, really should have gone one less and got 64. I'm going to see how many that had now. Um, but yeah, no, it's... We already talked about this issue in the review for Sword and Shield where the Dexit episode actually mm-hmm. happened and we had that cut and we... You know, they they inevitably added back around 200 more Pokemon so that people had more variety for the competitive scene. It's not a problem this game has. I think you're right in the sense that everything feels like it lives in this region. And I really enjoyed that we got a good mix of things. It didn't feel like it was weighted towards any particular of the generation. So, yeah, you've got your Kanto bias because Pikachu, Eevee, Bulbasaur, um, Charmander, Squirtle. But, like, for example, Squirtle doesn't show up until way late in the game. Like, you're not... You're not thrown it in immediacy. I mean, the first two Pokemon you see are Pichu and Grookey. So, yeah, mm-hmm. recency bias in terms of Grookey, sure, okay. But it's not that heavily weighted towards buy the new games or, hey, do you remember Gen 1? You know, like they had the option to put Tauros where Buffalod was, and they put Buffalons in there, which I found to be quite good. They had an option to put Zubat where Emolga was, and they put Emolga in there because, you know... Mm-hmm. There's so much more to pull from. So it did feel like more of a celebration of the entire franchise than it did a out-and-out explicit nostalgia grab. Which yeah, they none will show. They yeah, none, none will show evidence by the fact, you know, the first Illumina Pokemon, which is the kind of phenomenon you're exploring, uh, they could have picked any kind of flower-based Pokemon for it, particularly Venusaur springs to mind. They went with Meganium which is by far and away pretty much everyone's least favourite grass starter of all time. So, <laughs> yeah, they they really weren't being, um, you know, overly cautious. We've all know we want it to be heavily weighted towards Kanto, or we only want the iconic ones. They, they've picked the ones that suit it the most. There's a great variety in most levels, I'd say, um, in terms of different types, different... Um, Types of animals, etc., etc., etc. Variety is not the problem here. I think everything that you're looking at and just going through the worlds in general typically is pretty good. I I didn't like the cave level. Mm. I felt that one's quite restrictive in what you can do in that level. But apart from that, they're all pretty well laid out. Yeah, I get what you mean about the cave level because there's like two or three like choke moments where there's just Mm. nothing going on and you're waiting to get inside of another cave and they really could have considering what they've done with like because each of the levels can be broken down to essentially like three or four like massive areas filled with pokemon and it is it is more about like because you know in terms to get because this okay okay we're gonna have to talk about the mechanics for this sentence to make sense so let's talk about the mechanics so in a big change up from uh the first pokemon snap game where it was pretty much an entire score based system and it was just this particular score means that you know you get your total score for the game up it was a very archaic video game in that sense that it's so heavily based on numbers this has the numbers yes but it also has the star rating so with each star rating there are multiple ways to get a specific rarity of uh, animation with each Pokemon or scenario or interaction with another Pokemon, however you want to describe it. So your one star is just the Pokemon just being there. One star. Two stars would be a Pokemon eating, for example, since, you know, fruit returns in this game. You're not lobbing actual apples this time. You're lobbing something called fluff fruit, which sounds strange. Um, that might be why it's like, it doesn't have the drop off that it does in the original Pokemon Snap. Huh. Oh, now I think about that. That makes sense. Uh, anyway, three would normally be some kind of attack, some kind of uh, like offensive capability from the Pokemon. And four would be a special interaction. There are other ways to get around that, but those generally are the constrictions. And it's not hard. However, some of the ones are incredibly cryptic and that is very much a downside to this game compared to the older game. 
because I was such a big fan of the older game, that might just be because I remember all the puzzles in the older game. So like you could only unlock a certain route in that game by um, lobbing something in a, at an electrode to get him to explode to open up the cave level. It's not something that happens here. It just it happens when you've got enough photos, which is less interesting. But some of the interactions like I know, for example, then this mild spoilers for the first level in the game. There is a four-star interaction for Magikarp, which involves getting it to be picked up by a Pidgeot. That took me several attempts, even knowing what I had to do. And it was very infuriating, but I don't know how you got on, Darren. It was actually that exact interaction I wanted to use to, to make my point. Um, so, yeah, you're given, once you've kind of been through an island enough, the options you have available to you are, we can take a picture... Uh, you have some limited zoom functionality as well. Literally nothing. Um, it's not digital zoom. It's very much an analog, slightly closer button. Um, you get the apples, the fluff fruit. Um, you can play a little tune, which does not change at all the entire no. way through the game. Also, that is genuinely the worst mechanic in the game. I fucking hate that flute. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it does it seemingly does nothing and yet the game cannot stop reminding you to use it oh hey there's a sleeping pokemon if you try playing the flute it does nothing throw an apple at it that's better <laughs> right like you, you think when you get first introduced it i think it's on the beach one where you can make all the blossom dance they think well mm. this is going to be a game changer it isn't um no. <laughs> and you also get uh illumina orbs that um, usually just make a Pokemon glow a little bit, although mm. occasionally can make them do something special. So if you hit the Tangrowth on the, um, I think it's like the, the jungle uh, scene early on, at night time, if you hit that with a, an Illuminor, it jumps about 40 foot in the air. Yep. So, <laughs> now it, obviously it's designed for trial and error, which I understand, but I think... If it was really trying to be like, well, it's open for infinite experimentation, the way you implement all of your weapons should have been a lot more accurate. I tried to get that Pidgeot with an apple shot, must have been about 40 times. Because mm. the apples, there is no real discernible way to tell where they're going to land consistently. No. Because you're lobbing them and not shooting them like with a gun... You've got to kind of judge distance, like angle, because then. But you're also constantly moving, so you've got to compensate for you moving forward. So that pidgeot is up on a hill; it lands, and you've maybe got about five to ten seconds to hit it with an apple, so it will fly off onto a tree and catch a magic up, right? Yeah. So you can't hit it before it lands. It lands. He's like, right, go, because he's up on a hill, so he's not like straight in front of you, which is a bit easier to judge, or below you, which is even easier. He's above. Mm. Yeah, you're moving. Um, so he's on the left hand side. So you're moving off to the right, and he's a fair way back. He's not like close to you. That's a lot to try and figure out, whilst mm. also trying to take photos and notice other things in a level. So it's almost like you have to go into that level with that in mind. Of okay, I'm going to zoom through the rest of the level. It doesn't matter. I'm just going into this one playthrough to hit the pidgeot. Which until you get the speed up option much later in the game is quite tedious to do and yet you're not i i must have reset about seven times because i couldn't hit it i was just i was either going like miles over it or i was hitting the cliff or i'd hit the general area around it also the pidgeot is like walking very slowly but at the opposite direction to which you're moving so i'm having to now dictate two different directions of travel and a lob and that is the root of my main issue with this game, is that if it's a game full of interactions, you need to make those interactions as easy to kind of spark as possible. Because then it does have pretty amazing replayability. I feel like if I could go in and accurately ping whatever I needed to with the apple, or the, oh yeah, the apple and the aluminum orb, both lob, but both have different trajectory speeds and angles, which also yeah. doesn't help. Yeah, so, the Illumina Orb is almost a straight line and is pretty weightless. Um, yeah. And then the the Apple, whilst having less weight to it than the Apple in the original game, is still you still have to like curve it. You still have to understand like how to throw something. And and what really sucks um, 
specifically, and I think that's why this interaction is such a good example. There is also a complete and separate opportunity photo you can get with Pidgeot that you're told about with a system that we'll talk about in a minute that you can also get instead of that one. And that's really annoying. <laughs> you can also get the one where it eats apples three times and then it's your mate. And it's just like, oh, for fuck, I'm trying to get you to eat this Magikarp. Just, just do it, please. And it just, you're failed by the physics every time. And because this is a game that's not supposed to be focusing on, you know, physics, weights, you know, that kind of sense of science, I guess, in the world. Yep. It falls very short. I think you're right with the terms of replayability, though. Can we talk about the request system whilst we're talking about the mechanics? Uh, you can. I, I, I admit, I kind of ignored the request system mm. for the most part. I feel that might have been detrimental to my playthrough on retrospect. Now I have looked at it, but I largely ignored it. I liked the request system. I liked the request system more if you used it in tandem with just trying to get the level for that specific course up. Yeah. Because, again in a big change from the original um you can as you go through each level and take new photos and get your level score up because you can get from level one i think up to about three and then there's maximum level above it so up to about level four um on pretty much each of the stages it does change on some of them but you can Continue to get good scores by fulfilling the request system, which means your level will go up, means you unlock brand new interactions and brand new Pokemon, which, yeah, in terms of replay replayability is fantastic. But you're given the the um, like the, the boost function in the original Pokemon Snap way earlier in the game, I think about four courses in. So you can already zoom to the Pokemon that you need to get to before inevitably cancelling out because you've missed the fucker with the apple again. That's and and this game because it has more courses. It just it. I mean, it's it's got far more variety in terms of locations and you know alternate paths and a lot of other things. It's it's far more packed with content, but it does it at a much slower pace. And mm -hmm. I think if you if you wanted a game that's going to last you a long time, good news, it will. But if like us, you're trying to get through it so you can make a review. It, it throws up quite a few walls when it gets to the mid-game, which cannot really be that enjoyable. No, it's it's quite irritating as well with the levelling up system. So it took me a while to realise. We, we were doing the forest one, and we were still early on, and my, my girlfriend and me were, my fiancé and me were kind of swapping the controller between the two of us mm. like for alternate. You know, I'll have a go, you have a go on the same course. When you level up, you then it's shown the option to uh, retry. And I was like, well, I'll, this is the course I want to do. Well, I'll, you know, we've just gone up a level. Let's just press retry. That doesn't get you to your new research level. You have to fully come out, then go back through the menus to pick that island again, and then it will bump you up to the next level of Pokemon, so more Pokemon appearing, yada, yada, blah, blah. Yeah, that annoyed me as well. That's just bad quality of life. Like... If you get, if you then say the option of you can press replay, what um, level do you want to go on? Do you want to go on research level one, two, or three? Because you can go back. You don't. You're not stuck at whatever research level you've achieved. That would have been much more useful. But that kind of thing held. It, it was the little things that I think kind of not ruined the game for me. That really kind of just detracted from it. The fact that it's it is very slow going when you hit the middle. Um, it can be quite obscure sometimes just to unlock, like, I was trying to unlock the Illuminorb for the Southern Island, or the, the, the beach and the reef and all that stuff, for ages, because I didn't know you had to take a picture of one of the flowers that can glow. You need to take a picture of one of those when it's lit up, and then the professor will figure out how to do Illuminorbs. I didn't know that. Now, whether that was in dialogue that I just missed, or Rachel was playing it when the time that was mentioned and I didn't see it, I don't know. That level of obscurity, I feel like it's kind of baked in. They wanted some of it to be obscure so that it encourages exploration a little bit. But again, it comes back to the fact of, like, to really be good at the exploration, you basically have to go through the world. Do you know when Homer tries to make his own website? Yeah. And it's just full of, like, noises and all these random gifts. I felt like that when I was going through the level. Because I was like, right, here we go, we're starting off. And I'm going to chuck an apple at you, I'm going to chuck an apple at you, I'm going to ping you, and then I'm going to play the song. Okay, that didn't work. I got on to the next one, I'm going to ping you, and then sung, and then 
So I was like literally going through, hello, 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 just making all this noise <laughs> in order to make literally anything happen. And because it's such a domino effect, if you miss something early in the mission, by the time you get to the end, it can feel like nothing has changed. You know, you, you, you see like from all the trailers, like, oh, this Pokemon is definitely meant to be in this level, but if you don't do three previous things beforehand, you're not going to see it. And no. when that is based on your ability to, you know, if you're really good at NBA 2K, you might be really good at new Pokemon Snap, it turns out. If you know how to chuck <laughs> basketballs into hoops, you're going to have a while of a time. I can see why it would probably be problematic for the Pokemon company to give an AOK to like an Apple gun. Like you don't mm. want, they probably don't want you to have footage of you shooting Pikachu in the face from point blank range with an Apple. That's probably not great. But... <laughs> So that would make such a difference. Even if it just had a better targeting system, like something you can hold down a trigger button to, like, um, do... I'm trying to think how it would work. Do you know when in some games you can... Like in Call of Duty, when you can call in mortar strikes? Yeah. It'll give you, like, the glowing circle on the ground, and you can move that around to where you want whatever you're going to throw to land. Yeah. If it was something like that, or it gave you, like, an arc, like it drew an arc for you, Oh, that so would be good, right. yeah. That, that's all it would need. You, and you can turn it off and on. You can make it a trigger thing. Because I don't, other than the uh, the zoom, you don't really use the shoulder buttons. Um, yeah, that's a point. Like, a lot of games forget that they have, like, up to 16 buttons on the controller. We have enough, you know, enough, uh, like, real estate to get everything and more on there. This is a problem with Nintendo games in general. They They like using the face buttons and nothing else. Yeah, they they really don't like considering like even the like the Genki was pretty good for it, but they only had like one shoulder button each plus that weird ZR button. Mm. Um, but yeah, ever since then they've been fairly reluctant to use them, which is very strange. And that would be such a quality of life improvement. And I don't think that's that hard to do. That hopefully they get enough people complaining about it, they might be able to patch in like a an arc system. But that would make such a difference to everything. And it would... Because I've now hit credits. I think I just opened one more course at night time. I think I've unlocked the Reef's nighttime version. Mm. So I'm probably going to go have a look at that. But I, I have no real incentive to finish the photo decks. I really didn't get into the photo editing at all. Um, that, just did, I, that didn't interest me whatsoever. So my my time of the game is basically done i might look up and if it says oh because I, have, I haven't seen any legendary pokemon yet so if they say well this legendary pokemon appears in this course and here's the exact steps you need to do to get it i might do that if i can be bothered but past that yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of done with it already which is strange for a pokemon game considering i've played pokemon sword and shield through four times in full um and was recently willing to play through um omega ruby three times just to get three separate deoxys so <laughs> to, to have a pokemon game that i've now played maybe 10 to 15 hours on and i'm like i'm good that's not really a great sign it's not but this is ultimately a spin-off it is not meant yeah. to be a main line game it's not meant to replace anything that you would necessarily associate with the series because you know snap has no battling you know and a lot of other of the uh, the spin-offs are much the same, so no one's really crying out for a new Pokemon. Troze, for example, if you remember that, which not very many people do because it was terrible. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of replayability and in terms of once you hit the credits, do you want to keep going? The game does such a good job hiding stuff from you. That could be a real issue for people who don't want to struggle for that kind of experience. So, for example, I got to the credits, I went back into the first course and thought, I've not got this up to max level yet, let's do that. And we'll start from there. Went through, got it up to max level, accidentally clicked into it again and thought, oh, OK, well, I'll try and get a request done. All of a sudden, mythical Pokemon start turning up. And I'm like, OK, that would have been something to mention as the game finished rather than going. And now you can take like burst shots, which should have been available way earlier. Mm hmm. So they've not done they've relied too heavily on the request system. And if unless you're already plugged into the request system at the start of the game, you're going to have a lot of content hidden away from you. I mean, the trailers showed Celebi in the jungle level. I still don't know how to get Celebi in the jungle level. I'm not there yet. I've seen 
Okay, uh, mild spoiler alert because I'm spoiling one of the mythical Pokemon. Uh, actually, do you, you know about this one. Does do this I? Does this need to be a full spoiler alert? Wait, well, we may as well. You've heard you've heard their opinions on it. Uh, Michael, yes, me, so so. Uh, so here's a mild spoiler alert. So in the the flower field at the end of uh, the Florio Nature Park, which is on the first yep. island, when you get it up to max level. If you do, like, a bunch of stuff right, so you've got to, like, um, there's a photo opportunity where you throw an apple into a bush at the very end, where the flower field is, and a Pichu pops up. If you then do that, um, that opportunity on max level, Shaman is with them. And you're like, ah. and and it just you just see it. You see it for the first time as you're coming right. You know, there's that sign where the uh, Talo sits on it. Yes. You see it for the first time. Then you're like, no, because you get there and you can't because he's a flowery hedgehog. You can't see him. So you have to do the opportunity. And he's there. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't expect to see, you know, well, I didn't expect to see many Gen 4 Pokemon, let alone a Gen 4 mythical. So that was really exciting. That was really good. But the game hides that from you behind that request system. And and then I was really like, well, hang on. What happens if I go into the night version now that I've seen it? And he's there on the right-hand side watching Scorbunny do his kick. So you can get a really good close-up photo of Shaman right there and then. Ah, and it's, okay. it's, it's really good because, you know, if, if you're even remotely interested in Pokemon, if you know these, you know, if you've been with the franchise... And you know the mythicals and the legendaries and you're excited to see them. It's really, really exciting. It's right at the end of the fucking game. And it's not as good. I will say I enjoyed the finale before the credits. Mm. I don't think it's as effective as having, um, you know, going basically into space following Mew from the original game. Yeah. Um, because that was very much it almost felt like a boss level because Mew mm-hmm. was very, very hard to take photos of. This very much just kind of feels like, um, and this is spoilers, massive spoilers for the end game. It's welcome to NTV Cribs with Xerneas. <laughs> I, oh, I liked God. it, but it was just basically him going, this is where the magic happens. And this is where I <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he was a really, it was a really random choice for the, the legendary, mm. right? Like an existing box legendary from Gen 6. Okay, like everyone's least favorite gen, <laughs> right? Like, but then I thought, well, well, who's going to be the legendary in charge of light? I'm like, light's kind of Necrozma's thing, but I don't feel he fits the tone here, really. Um, you know, the light stealing fucking energy demon. I don't feel that's the uh, <laughs> the choice. Um, I mean, the choice of a Lumina Pokemon was a bit strange as well. Like, like Wishy Washy was effective. Hmm. I felt, and so was Steelix, but Melotic? I mean, I like Melotic a lot. I remember trying to get that one Feebas so much in Ruby Sapphire, so Melotic kind of made sense to me. I think the big question was Volcarona. I, I really enjoyed that level, but I was like, you didn't really, like, you made it a pseudo-legendary in Gen 5, and then stopped caring about Volcarona altogether, and now yeah. there's two of them? Like, uh, just I, I, I think Volcarona is one of those f- oft-forgotten Pokemon of Gen Five. They had quite a lot of good ideas, but they just didn't know what to fucking do with that thing. No, yeah, that was a bit strange. I could not. I only got one worthwhile photo of that thing because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of the fire again because I couldn't accurately experiment on it because I couldn't hit it for shit with apples or aluminums. Xerneas, mm. the first time he turns into that light ball thing and goes into the first room. Mm. I must have chucked easily 50 Illumina Orbs and didn't hit it once. Mm. Again, because I'm trying to compensate for a little zigzagging ball of light whilst moving through the same room and not really knowing the trajectory I'm throwing on. It was infuriating. Like, I hit credits and immediately turned it off. I was like, no, I'm good for now. I've got enough to review. I don't need to play anymore right now because I was getting... I powered through. I must have played about four hours yesterday in order to finish up in time for this review. I was so done by the end. I was so wound up <laughs> by these things. Also, real quick, I was under the impression, I don't know if the game tells you this or if I, I just read it somewhere, that I was under the impression that there's no discernible difference between level three on a course and max level. Like, nothing actually changed between those last two. 
No, there doesn't seem to be, unless it is the appearance of the Mythicals. I think that right. might be it. Well, fair enough, but, like, some levels, the points they want for it. We haven't even talked about the scoring system, which I oh, know yeah. for a fact is, like, the most lambasted thing about the original, is that it makes no sense. Mm. And I feel like it's better here, but it still seems quite vague sometimes of exactly what they're looking for I, I think it's really hard to make a system that that can actually identify a good photo when you do it i think because because it is very much photography for children you know it, it, i just i really want at some point if they make a third one just had to have the professor pop up and go ah, i really like your use of the rule of thirds here you know because you get like a really interesting shot you're like this is yeah i'd hang that up um and then it boils down to is it big yes cool thousands upon points if it's big and little else it is pretty much just is it in the middle i don't care if you've got a really cool photo of two pokemon i'm going to judge the one on the left arbitrarily as opposed to what's in the centre of frame. Oh, you've got great symmetry in this picture. You know, it doesn't allow for nuance. It just, it, it is it is a computer. It focuses on one singular thing. So with this, it's like, ah, there's that Pokemon. Okay, How, percentage towards middle, generate points. Percentage towards top of frame, generate points. It's it, it's a bit archaic. Um it's like like I say, it's better than the original. Fuck me. Like the original just sometimes you would get like a photo of just just its arse end leaving frame and it'd be worth better than the one where you've got it perfectly in centre, but it's just slightly further away. It's not that bad, but it's not it's not smart. And I think that's the big drawback is that this this does feel like as much as I love it, because it is exactly what I wanted. It's not evolved with time it's just taken everything from the first game tweaked it and made it look and feel better and that's kind of it if you wanted a an n64 game that's been gussied up and uh, given a, a load more content you're in luck if you wanted something that feels like a tangible evolution of the ip you might not come away from this totally satisfied that might be because of the budget of the game. That might be because of the focus being passed down from the Pokemon company. It might just be because it's impossible to make, you know, how do you make an algorithm that judges art, I guess is the big question. Um, hmm. So it's it's one of those things. I would have liked to have seen more. I'm happy with what I got. I understand it's not brilliant. I, I agree that, yeah, it's probably quite difficult to do this and, because art is so subjective that to have to boil it down to ones and zeros is quite difficult. But yeah, the the real bugbear, however, for me at least, and again it comes back to progression, is so the first time you go through a course, you feel fucking fantastic because it's all brand new photos, all the points get counted, you get a mm. massive chunk, and you almost always go straight up from level one to level two. Yeah. Great. Then you're in the mire of trying to get from either level 2 to level 3, or before I realised there was no point in maxing level, level 3 to max. Mm. And it only counts points if you've bettered, if you've either got a brand new, like, um, star pose, um, from what Mike described with the 1, 2, 3, 4, and, uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4 star photos, or you've bettered your 4 star photo, for example. Then it will take the points on board. Oh yeah, because there's um there's different colours of stars you can get, isn't there? There's yeah. like bronze, silver, gold, and diamond inside the star system. Yeah, so that's already quite a lot of parameters to have to jump through. But you can find yourself going through a, a mission, you know. Well, well, again, because of the sometimes arbitrary way of making new interactions happen, you can go through a thing. You're experimenting with everything. You're hitting everything with the apples and the and the pings and the aluminum orbs. And you come out, you feel like you've got some good photos, and it's like, oh, you've earned 200 points, and you need 40,000 to get to the next level. And that really drives down how much you want to carry on playing. Like, I understand that you've got a... Well, I don't really, because it's, there's no real competitive side to this. I don't know why they're being so restricted with the points. Because why not? Why wouldn't you want people to play this and, you know, get through to the higher levels of research? 
It doesn't really, like, it, it makes the game go slightly faster, but I don't see what the benefit is of making people do the grind approach. Mm-hmm. I don't, that's not, that's not smart to me, I don't think. You're penalising people, especially as this is predominantly a children's franchise. I don't know why you'd want to be so arbitrary with, like, you know, you can have a great run and take great pictures, but because they're slightly not as good. So say you've got a 4,000-point picture of the Onyx, and then you've taken a 3,999-point version. They've both got three stars for the poses. That 3,999 doesn't count towards your points total for that course. No. It counts as bugger all. That seems quite mean to me. Yeah, I think it would be better if it was more of a case of, uh, like, it's more of a, like a tick list system than it is mm. a point system. But obviously the point system was such a big part of the original game, it kind of felt like it would be not appropriate to get rid of it completely. If it was like, oh, you need to see 15 new Pokemon, three poses each, and then it's like, okay, next level or next course or whatever i feel like that would be a more effective goal because you know you can work towards that as you go on you're like oh no how do i how do i get this pokemon to appear i'm on nine of ten and i need that one maybe i need to do this that the other there it is done okay we can move on it doesn't have that kind of flag posting system because it relies so heavily on that point system like you say early game it it's absolutely fine and you feel like you're making progress especially after you finish island two and you immediately unlock islands three and four you're like halcyon days i've got a buttload of content in front of me that's where the game grinds to a fucking halt though because you're stuck going back and forth between uh volqua and maricopia and it's just i i I don't know because i'm trying to like have fun at the same time I don't want to run through the first stage of Volcoa 3,000 times just to get the points system up. I'm going back and forth, which means I'm forgetting what I'm actually doing, which means I'm less effective at taking the photos. So in, in trying to give us more content and then still somehow siphoning quite a lot of that content behind those point gates, like you say, it can really result in some frustration. I think that point, before you unlock uh, the Snow Island that's the worst part of the game because you've got these four islands you've gotten this this courses up to at least level two in each all of them and then you're stuck just narrowly chipping away at these point totals until you can finally either unlock the anub luminar orb or the second course in each of those uh th- third and fourth islands it can be a real pain in the ass it's the it's the undersea one where I was like, okay, I think I'm starting to wane now, because mm-hmm. you needed like seventy five thousand points to get to level three before it would let you do anything, and I'm like, oh, for fuck, and 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 all of it is to unlock like, especially in the undersea one, it's just to unlock the alternate route, whereas like the the reef gives you the alternate routes at level two, so second playthrough mm-hmm. round, you can do the alternate routes. Bonza. It means I can go and get different Pokemon. Great. That undersea one, that really, really grinded my gears. I mm. really hated that level. Well, this is a refreshing change of place for us, Michael. We're usually very glowing about all things Pokemon. It was nice to be, like, critical for once. Yeah. Um, I. This is this is by far and away the most polarizing Pokemon game I've played for a while because when it all works. It's really good. Like, the excitement of seeing, like, Venusaur for the first time was, like, fantastic. And, you know, seeing Bulbasaur for the first time, great. But I just feel they've made some choices, particularly mechanically, that I just feel hold this back. Like, I I, I think another a sequel, hopefully not in 20 years' time, but slightly more shorter than that, would be welcome and I'd play it again. But I I feel like... Particularly as I have no nostalgia for the first game. Maybe that's why I'm slightly lower on it than than, than you are. But uh yeah, I can give it I can give it a recommendation, but I would definitely wait until it's on sale. Not that Nintendo games ever do go on sale, but I I don't think unless you've already brought this, I don't necessarily think I can say you need to rush out and go and buy it now. I think wait a little while, wait until it either goes onto like the Nintendo classics line or whatever they're called now. Um I, I wouldn't necessarily say there's something you want to buy at top dollar yeah no i did buy it at top dollar so i paid 42 for it 
Um, and then a week later, there was a promotion on just generally on Switch games uh, at, at a PC world of all places. Um, well, Curry's, but you know what I mean. Um, and it came down to 35. I'm like, yeah, it's probably worth about 35. 42 seems on the on the expensive side like that's the kind of price you'd expect to pay for a zelda game even though like they're 50 quid now for reasons that i can't quite explain um mm. yeah it, i mean you know it's a spin-off so you you already have to temper the expectations on that side of things but you know a lot of people didn't like sword and shield and thought that wasn't worth the 40 quid which i thought it was because i had a great time with it i'll always hold sword and shield dear to heart because it's where we finally completed the the pokedex so it's always going to have like a little a little space there for me but i recognize it's not brilliant this is a massive improvement quantity wise quality wise and visually from the n64 i mean you'd expect it to look better than an n64 game but it's weird that i have to you know make that distinction when it comes to pokemon unfortunately mm. um but yeah it it's not perfect it is not a uh, a refinement of what was originally made 20 years ago it is an expansion it is just more of it and if you'd like to, to begin with you're gonna get a lot from this but you are gonna come up against problems that unfortunately seem endemic to the series if they can iron this out in a pokemon snap 3 that would be fantastic but you know as darren said let's hope we're not waiting two decades for it next time eh so recommendation from me slightly less of a recommendation from darren but there you have it it's good to be back and talking about pokemon because it feels like it's going to be a long long wait until uh, we get any more news about well about either arceus or the diamond and pearl remakes which i'll be real with you i don't think the diamond and pearl remakes are going to be better than pokemon snap 2 <laughs> no that would be a bit of a turn up for the books i'm just gonna have a look if they did put even like a vague uh release date on that the game scheduled for 2021 so we will be talking about another pokemon game at some point this year um but they have not put anything of it other than vague 2021 so we shall see i mean e3 is only a few weeks away and nintendo are there so we'll probably get a few more details then um but yeah we'll see yeah it was nice though it was good to uh, genuinely it's good to be critical of a pokemon game so we don't sound like screaming fanboys all the time mm. uh i will point out it was actually this game that started off the probably need to catch all the pavilion forms because they have all <laughs> of them in this game the bastards oh um, yeah they do don't they yep so i'm now well to be fair it only cost me two pounds but i have them all now and i feel good um so then, then i realized well, doesn't like Gorgeist have different sizes? Oh, like, I no. had to, I had to stop my thinking at that point, Michael. I was like, nope, 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 no, nope, we're not doing that again. Because nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. you missed don't you have to get different sized pumpkin boos as well? Yep. Oh fuck mm-hmm. that! <laughs> uh, and there's no difference. The sprites are slightly bigger, but there's no seemingly easy way to people to put them. So I had to stop and went, look, if it doesn't make the sprites any different, you are wasting your time. Stop. Uh, so. Yeah, um, I, I, the sickness will return at some point, and I'll because they're available in, um, uh, words Uh They are available in Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I am still doing Gigantamax Rage because I've I've nearly got all the Gigantamax Pokemon as well. After I told you I wouldn't do it, <laughs> uh, I think I've got three left to get. Oh, fair enough. Well done. I think I've already yeah. done that. I think I've done the Gigantamaxes. Ah, you bastard. Well, I followed them as the events came out, so it was a lot easier to get them. Yeah, that would have been smart. Um, <laughs> I wasn't smart at the time. Um, but yeah, I, I've nearly got them. God, looking for bloody Max Mushrooms is a pain in the arse. More Pokemon complaining. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Okay, right. So, we will be talking about Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl when we've got more news. You might want to tune into our E3 podcast just to see if that comes up, because if it does, we'll certainly be talking about it. Um, and then we've still got Legends Arceus coming later next year. I don't think... I know we had the Pokemon anniversary, and that's where we got those uh, those releases. We're not going to make a special episode for a new Katy Perry song. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so there's, there's, there's probably not going to be that much going on. Um, we... We haven't got a challenge challenge run planned. That's mainly because we really wore ourselves out on X and Y. So eh, 
maybe. I, I'd quite like to do something with the challenges again, but I, I think we need to think a little bit more about that. I will say, Darren, mm-hmm. uh, I am very much looking forward to getting a new phone at the end of this year because uh, I found out that if you get uh, some of the, the newer phones coming out, they can emulate uh, 3DS games really, really well. Um and I've invested in a USB-C hub um, because I've been getting into emulation on my phone. Uh, and you mm-hmm. can turns out you can connect any uh, Bluetooth controller to that phone. Uh, so basically, I've got a portable GameCube in my phone now, which is really nice. Uh, and I want to be able to play a, a Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon on the TV because that's the when I was completing the Pokedex, that's the only gripe I have about going back from Sword and Shield now is that it's all portable. Mm-hmm. And and with the advancements that the Switch bought, I really thought they should have ported over Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun Ultra Moon or something like that. Oh my God! If that's at E3, that are oh, I'm buying it day one. If they do that, they can have my money. I, I love Sun and Moon so so much. I just want to play it, you know, on something bigger than a postage stamp. So yeah, that that's kind of all that. Have you ever got into the emulation scene? This is well off topic. I know we need to wrap the episode up. I just you know I like asking these questions. You know my opinions towards uh, slightly illegal copyright infringement stuff, so no. <laughs> Not even for games you own? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No, I've heard my only uh, slight dalliance on this is I now watch uh, some wrestling programs on some dodgy websites, but that's because they've made it so fucking restrictive to watch <laughs> um wrestling that they tied my hand i'm not waiting a week and a half for nxt michael no 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 no. so uh yeah dodgy websites but but this is this is how deep this runs um so aew the the wwe competitor um they air their wednesday night episodes in america air over here on a friday night on itv4 um but i feel like well that's free tv you know i'm watching it so i don't really feel i'm doing anything that bad I still don't watch the pay-per-views, though, because those you do have to pay for, and I feel that's crossing the line. So, even though they're also on the same dodgy websites that I'm going to, out of moral obligation, I won't watch pay-per-views for free. I'm a strange boy, and I shouldn't be emulated. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, good use of the word emulated there as well. Yeah, you see? Ah, you can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram at thatmyco, and you can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram at thegoodridge. You can go and find the site on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under the username FowleyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under the username FowleyNT or FowleyNT Podcast, depending on the service you are using. And, of course, go to foulentertainment.com for more podcasts, more articles, and more stuff from me and my good friend Darren right next up next week it's back to business as usual with Popscorn we have a review of Mitchell's versus the Machines again we're quite late to the party on that one but we really really wanted to have a 100 episode celebration and we weren't going to wait any longer for it Uh, after that it looks like we have got Black Widow Loki and E3 to look forward to so plenty to see plenty to hear and plenty more to do so you can find us back here same foul entertainment time same foul entertainment channel that doesn't really work bye everybody bye a batman closing michael i okay. don't know i don't know someone panicked uh yep, yep. right <laughs> let's turn that off <laughs>